Good morning and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. In only two months, guys, we have grown to 10,000 monthly listeners. Wow, blows my mind. And I just wanted to say thank you so much. I get hundreds of messages every day saying how much this podcast is helping people. So if I could ask whatever application you may be listening to this on, Spotify, Apple, Amazon or anywhere else, if you could please give me a five star rating, it will really help push the podcast so that we can help even more people. My goal is to be reaching 50,000 monthly listeners by the end of the year and you guys can directly help me achieve that. Anyway, enjoy the following episode. Hey, Brookie, okay. what's your question? Can I take a family car appeal? Uh, can I take a family car matter back to car appealing? Um, that will depend on what you're looking to appeal um, and the decision that was made. The decision was made that um, I had to do a wearable contact, um, but I was a stay on dad for 15 years. Yeah. There were no safeguarding concerns. Um cas for some reason were against me. Um they did a section seven on me. Yeah. Um, they phoned my ex partner up, then phoned me up and then phoned my ex partner back up. Yeah. Um told my ex partner what I told Kafkas. And the reason I know this is because I see my fifteen year old son on a weekend. And I saw him the next day, and um, he asked me if I talked to mum because she knew everything that I talked to Kafkas about. Uh, and now the judge is saying that I'm basically a stranger to my daughter because I hadn't seen her for just short of two years. Okay. When when was the order made, Brookie? Let's start there. Um, this Friday, love. Okay. Um, it doesn't sound to me as if you can appeal the decision. Has it been a final order? It has, look, yeah. Okay. But, um, because I didn't have a solicitor, my ex-partner had a solicitor, uh, she was trying to sort of talk for me, and um, the solicitor asked the judge how long the letterbox contact should be for, and he basically turned around and said, how long's a piece of string? Okay. Um, I think I think it probably not an appeal is the right way to go, but I would certainly be going back to court and asking for some clarification. Step one for you, Brookie, is to take some legal advice on that order um, because it does need a little bit more exploring, if I'm perfectly honest with you, um, and, and a few more questions need to be asked. And then step two, it may be an application to vary, but I, I'm not so sure appeal is the way to go. All right? What does that mean, love? An application to vary the, the existing order. So you're making an application to vary the existing order. But you, I'm yeah. going to suggest you take some legal advice on, on this one, Brookie, okay? Because uh, the judge won't talk to me after, because we were on video um, call, and I tried to talk, and he told the usher to turn um, all the cameras off if he wants to talk to me. Okay, yeah, I think definitely you need to speak to, to a legal advisor about this for sure. There's something that doesn't, um, doesn't sound right. Yeah, this is what everyone's saying. Because mm. I found a Facebook group and everyone says it doesn't sound right. Um, there's some of the stuff's not adding up because people are asking if there's any like, safeguarding concerns for me. Yeah. Um, 
there's no safeguarding. I've had Claire's laws, Chepstone on me and everything. Okay. Uh, there's nothing coming back. Okay. Well, look, I'm going to leave that one there. I can't take it any further, Brookie, but definitely get some legal advice, okay? All right, look, Great. thank you. Great. You're welcome. Bye. My ex and I got married in Pakistan. Marriage was not registered here. I separated from my ex in 2016 due to TV. I now have received emails stating that he has started divorce proceedings. The ex-husband asked for the financial agreement. However, in 2019, he returned to Pakistan and got married again. This marriage only lasted a few months and ended in divorce. Is this bigamy? Is he allowed now to ask for a clean break order? If both parties were happy to walk away with nothing, how many hours work would a clean break order take? So is it bigamy? Not if it's a religious marriage. Obviously, if it's a um, civil marriage that we would recognise here in England and Wales, then yes, it is. How many hours do a clean break order take? Not really sure. They all differ. But the important thing is most firms, including my firm, will offer a fixed fee for uh, clean break orders that are in agreement. You know, but as long as both parties are in agreement, we can do them on a fixed fee um, as opposed to it doesn't matter then how many hours it takes. But they, they all differ um, just because it can take longer for some than for others. Just, you know form filling some people are great at it other people need some help um so yeah. i hope i hope that answers the question Freddie, hello what's your question the question is i'm going through a divorce how do what what evidence would i need for domestic abuse um you could either have a police disclosure you could have a letter from your gp to say that you've been down to see them um okay. they're the main two if i'm being honest with you okay um other question is how do we prove parent alienation is going on it's that's really difficult to prove and obviously um the way that you get the evidence before the court is statements and exhibits um you really do have to sort of over egg the pudding when it comes to parental alienation and it takes time more so than evidence. So the court wants to see over time how much the child is being alienated from that particular parent. Okay. Could the first contact be talking to the school and expressing your concerns? Um, not necessarily getting the school involved. I would be keeping yeah. a contact diary um, okay. and reasons as to why contact was cancelled because that's how it first starts. You know, the child can't make contact for this reason or that reason or do you know what I mean? So I'd be yeah, starting sure. with a contact diary. Um, and then from there, obviously, if there's lots of missed contact, the usual way to begin is by an application for a child arrangements order or to enforce an existing child arrangements order. And that's how we get it before the court. We've just had a um, CAFCA safeguarding interviews Letter, and yeah. heard at court, but not had the outcome of that. We both live together in the same house at the moment. So okay. it's very much kind of my son going, oh, I can't tell you that, mum, I'm not allowed to tell you this. Right. Okay. Then, yeah, bring all that up with with CAFCAS, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. No problem. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Uh, Missy, let me just take you off mute. Hello, my dear. How are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Could you let everybody know about the courses that you're doing? 
yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can do that. So um, what I decided to do, guys, because there's, there's a hybrid. There's obviously the, those of you that come onto Discord and ask questions on the TikTok and Insta and everything. And then there's those of you that um, can obviously pay for your legal advice. And you, you sometimes come to my firm and sometimes go to other firms. And I just found that it still wasn't serving everybody. So I did two things. I offer a pro bono day, one day a month. But I also did courses. So the, I've done three courses, one on divorce, one on finance and one on children. And the finance one is the longest at about 45 minutes. The children one's about 40 minutes. The divorce one is about 30 minutes. And it's me actually talking into the camera and showing you how to do the forms. I complete the forms with you. So for example, on the children's one, I take you through a C100, a C1A, a C79, a C2. I show you how to do a witness statement and a position statement. So they're designed so that you can do it yourself. But obviously, if you get stuck with the, or you need a template, for example, for the statement, you can go back to the video. And how you get the courses is that you can purchase them from my website. So if you go onto my website, and the links are all in my bio, um, you'll be able to have a look. There's a little trailer for each one. Have a look at them, and then you can, if you need to, um, purchase it and download it, and then, you know, crack on yourself. So it was designed just because we had that sort of gap where, you know, the, some, sometimes the Discord isn't enough for people. They need a little bit more, but they still can't quite afford to instruct somebody. So there we go. Hope that helps, Missy. It does, and I've just got one more quick question. Yeah. Um, where can I find the podcast? Uh, Spotify. So if you go onto Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, I listen to mine on Spotify and type in The Legal Queen, you'll be able to get them there. You can listen to them there. That's it. Lovely. Thanks, Missy. Okay, thank you okay. very much. Bye, take care. Thank you, bye. Oh, Deanna, you're up. What's your question? Um, I'm calling because I'm starting um, trying to figure out what I'm doing within my marriage. Um, yeah. My husband just found out that he's been cheating for the last three years. Um, sorry if I... Oh, <sighs> okay. Sorry. Um, it's fine. Take so your time. I'm, I'm a U.S. citizen. He's a British citizen. Mm -hmm. um, we got married here in the state. Yep. Our marriage wasn't registered over there, but I moved over there and lived there for five years. Yeah. And had two children. Um, we then, you know, we had both decided that we were going to move to my back to to the states. Yep. And um, once after my five years, like my visa was up and everything. We filed his petition to move here. Um, within those three, those three years, he stayed over there while we were, you know, processing all that paperwork for us on this side. Meanwhile, I find out that he's having an affair. And I just found out recently. So now I'm at the point where, um, yeah, he no longer wants to be in the marriage. He's no longer planning on moving here. Um, we have a flat that was purchased during the marriage. I was not working i was just taking care of the girls um so i didn't have any money i don't have any money i'm not working now either so i'm just trying to figure out what my options are um you know to move forward and start over with my kids here um given that he sends 
some child support. Um, it was minimal at the beginning, and then it's gotten, he, he's increased it, but it's still, you know, not enough given the fact that I'm not working and and we're living with my mom. So um, I just want to know what, what can I do as okay. far as... So if you are a couple of things you can do first of all in terms of financial support obviously cms if he's outside of the country then it will be remo um if you are satisfied that the marriage is over you can start the divorce proceedings here in england and wales um, it's important if you want to look at getting some financial support outside of child maintenance that you look to getting some advice as to what you're entitled to you know, the, the law is very different to, to how it is in the States. So if you're familiar with the process in the States, it is fairly different here. In the States, yeah. we it's one application deals with all. So we do divorce, finance right. and custody all as one. Here, it's three very individual applications. So if you're looking to get some financial help um, from the marriage, i.e. dividing assets, maybe some spousal maintenance, the first thing I will tell you is that you need to kick off the divorce. And that, that part of it's very straightforward and very easy. It's based on the no-fault system. From there then, I'm going to suggest that you get some legal advice because you, you have to find out what you're legally entitled to. Not saying that you have to instruct a solicitor then ongoing, you, you may well be able to do it yourself, particularly if, you know, cost is an issue. But I think that one hour is crucial because it will help you understand what you're entitled to and more importantly, what you can ask the court for help with. And would that be um, a, a UK solicitor, right? Because yeah, everything is there as far as like his pension yeah. and um, the, the flat he... He mentioned that he had tried running it out through yep. like a dodgy estate agency, which turned out to be false. It seems like his new girlfriend is uh, handling, renting the apartment so that he's okay. not receiving the income so that he doesn't have to report that income. Okay. Um, so, so like I've, I found this out through the neighbor and it's just like very messy. So it, it just seems like he's trying to, yeah, definitely hide money and hide yep. income to, to, you know, give me the least amount possible to like support his kids yeah so obviously if your assets are in the uk then you definitely want the uk courts to have jurisdiction over that um because they're mm -hmm. going to have jurisdiction over that whereas um an order a financial order from a different country is going to struggle then to enforce that within the uk right so you su suggest doing filing the divorce over there so I could do that basically yes, on my own. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Go onto the gov.uk website, um, type in the mm -hmm. word divorce, and it's really straightforward. So you can kickstart that. And because he lives here, then absolutely right. you, you, you'll be able to start that here, okay? And then the financial stuff doesn't matter that we've already been divorced. That can still be done after. Yeah, well, the divorce is going to take okay. a good six months. So issue your divorce okay. petition. You have literally just mm -hmm. started the six-month ball rolling. The minute you've mm -hmm. issued the divorce petition, then you're going to be looking for that one hour's financial advice yet yeah, with regard to, to the financial assets, the matrimonial assets. And just, I, I mean, because I live here, um, is that, how feasible is that to do, like, you know, 
being abroad, like dealing with an attorney from, you know, it's, in a different country. With yeah, client it, it's fine. I, I, it's yeah. absolutely fine. So I have half a dozen um, clients that are in that live in the States. And 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 the, okay. the trickiest thing is just getting the time zone right, but that that's fine. We work we work around that. Okay. All right. Okay. No problem. Great. I hope Thank that's you helped. Very much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Um, Rob, let me come to you. I'll take you off mute. What's your question? Hello. Um, I've got a court order. Um, I'm divorced and um, currently have a court order yeah. that was made in September last year. Yeah. Um. At the time, I wasn't in a very good place. I've just come off my mental health medication. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't afford legal help or anything like that. Um, and my ex-wife, um, we went to the mediation, basically agreed um, that I would help her for three years, paying £700 a month uh, for child maintenance. Um, and she come back at me, doubling the money at 1400 uh, took months to get it down to twelve. She was then would then want twelve hundred, then a thousand, um, and even at a thousand, I said I'm going to really struggle to that. I can't afford it, um, and yeah, being in a dark place, um, there's nothing. She wouldn't come off the joint account or anything. She had kind of like have me a financial court financially. Yeah, I couldn't afford things. So I I just accepted it. Um, and I was just wondering if there's anything I can do. Um, basically, there's no I can't afford a thousand pound a month um, to pay off child maintenance. I earn eight hundred and fifty pound a week. So, are you are you saying, Rob? Sorry, that you have a financial order in place, or you don't have I one? I do. Yeah, you do. Um, okay. And 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 in and, and in that order, does it say that you have to give her a thousand pound a month child maintenance or spousal maintenance? What does it say? Um, so it says I pay. So I pay one pound per annum yeah. for spousal yeah. payment. Yeah. Um, and then it says underneath it says child parental payments order. Yeah. Two hundred fifty a week. Okay. So so that's the part that you need to vary. So that so what she's what she's got there is child periodical payments or child PPs. Um, for yeah. two hundred and fifty pounds a week, if you cannot afford that, Rob, you need to make an application to the court and have them vary that. And as long as you can oh. show sufficient evidence that you simply by paying that, like by sticking to the order, and by paying that, you are leaving yourself short for your own housing needs, then the court will listen to that. That's option one. Option two, yeah. which is what happens in, in reality or, or in practice, is that people in your position simply can't pay, so they don't pay. And then your yeah. ex makes an application to enforce to take it back to court. And that way, you it's the same thing. You, you'll, you'll, you'll go to court on her application to enforce and say to the judge, look, with the best will in the world, I'm trying to pay, but I simply can't. I can't afford it. Um, and you're going to be asking them to vary the existing order. Okay, yeah. All right. Okay. Great. I did write to a solicitor yeah. um, by email last week. Yeah. Um, and her reply has basically been stopping contact. We'll see my son now, so I'm not even allowed to see my son. 
So the next um, thing I'm going to tell you, Rob, is that contact and maintenance are completely separate. They don't go hand in hand. No father pays to see their child. So if you can't afford the maintenance, doesn't mean that you stop having contact. And the reason for that is that the law is very clear in that it says that it's the child's right to have a relationship with both parents. So it's not just um, the parent's right. So yeah, sure. uh, th there's every chance if you write to a solicitor about the money, her solicitor's going to ignore that or say, look, you've been court ordered, you've got to make the payments because, you know, that's what the order says. They're not interested in your position because they work for your ex. So it may yeah. be that, as I say, you, you just make as much as you can and then she takes you back to court to enforce or you make the application, whichever you feel more comfortable with. Um, what... How would I make the application? Because obviously I can't afford a solicitor. Do I have to I do that online myself? You, you, you can do it yourself. It's a slightly more complicated application. It's called a D11. So it's a D11. Yeah. You just, just go onto the government website, type in D11, you'll see it, fill out as much yeah. as you possibly can, and then just chuck it into the court. Um, usually with a litigant in person, the court will appreciate that you don't know how to fill out the forms, and they'll generally just list it for a hearing date. And you, you'll, you'll muddle through. But yeah, D11 is what you want to kickstart that. Thank you. All um, right. Sorry to take your time up. That's is there okay. Anything I do about seeing my boy because she's got a solicitor to write a letter. Basically, she's just making loads of accusations about me, false accusations as well. Absolutely, you can. Uh, so you can, you can go, if, go again back to the government website and you're looking for the C100 form. And the C100 yeah. form. You're looking then for a child arrangements order. So you're going to tick that. You're going to fill out all the form. That's a, that's a lot easier, that form to fill. And then you're going to send it to the court, email it to the court nearest to where your son lives. Okay, so the jurisdiction will be the court nearest to where your son lives. Okay? Yes. And that will kick off another court application, but for a child arrangements order. Because I only call agreement um it does state on there what time i'm, I'm seeing my boy every week okay um, so I don't know. so if she's in breach of that sorry i didn't realize you already had a child arrangements right. order rob if she's in breach of that order then you don't do your c100 you'll do your c79 which is an application to enforce an existing child arrangements order yeah sure okay even though it says on, I think it says on there something like this is not an order, but it's just oh. to... Yeah if it's, not, um, yeah, if it's not a court order, then you're doing your C100. C100. Yeah. It's moving on there, but I think they've put on the bottom to get themselves out of it. Okay. Um, it's not an enforcement. No worries. Um, okay, thank All right. you. You're welcome. Good luck. Thanks, Rob. Cheers, bye. Bye. Jazz, you are next up. What's your question? Our firm had my FDR in December and we have to put the house for sale and it was supposed to go on sale on the 1st of March and on the court order um, it said that I have to um, um, provide three names of the stage and conveyancing solicitors to my ex, uh, which I did. And obviously it was done on the 21st of February because we hadn't had the sealed order from the court and which we received just a day before. Um, so my solicitor sent all the documents, all the um, uh, uh, details for the estate agent and conveyancing solicitors yeah. um, to my ex, where he's solicitor. But he, uh, like previous history he's got of um, non-compliancing orders, I've done three committals on him and my, my legal costs have really rocketed up and he's doing the same thing now. Deliberately, he's delaying my 
this is for the sale sale of the house and because I provided him the details of for him to choose the estate agent and solicitors, he didn't do that. But last Thursday, uh, he actually called an estate agent to value the property. And luckily, I saw that on my ring bell. So I turned him back because he didn't get my consent to do that. And he's not supposed to do that uh, because he's supposed to choose uh, from the estate agent that I have provided and conveyed to solicitors. But because my solicitor wrote back to them, and said that I've given him till Friday. If he doesn't reply, I'm going to go to court. And he just randomly just replied, choosing one of the um, estate agents, which is not acceptable by myself, because I did actually make it clear which one is good to go for, because he's well known in the area. And what? he didn't choose that. And he didn't even send the details of the solicitors. He said that, oh, he's not happy with my selection. Jazz, Jazz. Sorry, can I yeah. just jump in? What's your question of me? I appreciate the context, but what do you actually want to ask me? I want to know, because my costs are really high with my solicitor, I'm taking him out for the time being, and to do the application to court, because that's what my solicitor is saying, I have to do the application to court. because What what I'm application? Order, what application, Jazz? Because on the court order it says, if any of the parties delay the matter for sale of the house, I can go back to the court. So that's right. what I want to do in order for the judge to actually sign the documents in order for the sale to go ahead. Right. So can I can I do that? Because I'm, I can't afford anything now. Um, I'm going to, Jazz, here's, here's what I'm going to suggest. Absolutely. You know, the family court is designed that you can do nearly all applications yourself if you need to, because obviously not everyone can afford legal advice. Because you've had a solicitor, Jazz, you're better off just ringing your solicitor and saying, just tell me the application I need to do, more than prepared to do it myself. I'm not sure yeah, which application. Okay, well, then, then the answer is yes, you, you can do it yourself. Yeah, but the thing is, if I send that application, my solicitor saying that you'll have a hearing. I don't want to attend court anymore. I've had enough. I just want the solicitor, the well, judge to just go ahead well, and give me like go ahead to sell the property well that 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 won't happen jazz the, if, the minute you make an application to the court the court has to hear both sides of the story so there will have to be another hearing but you can just do that yourself as well you don't have to have your solicitor there no I, i'm not going to have my solicitor because it's okay. cost me so much and because like the way he's behaving i can see this carrying on and i wouldn't have left anything to buy a house for myself and my children um, because that's what he's trying to do. Okay. Um, so, you know, with the D11, can I actually write a, draft a letter to write to the um, to the judge to explain my situation of my financial everything so that he can consider my application? Absolutely. But I suspect very strongly that the court's not going to make an order without hearing from the other side. But he just makes excuses, and that's what he's done last year. Three times I had to take him to court because he wasn't complying any of the orders and but, he was just making excuses. But Jazz, I'm not saying the court's not going to give you your order. I'm saying that they're going to want to hear from both of you in order to make the order. All right, okay. Yeah. And do you know like the way he's replied back to me on Friday, giving me one estate agent and that estate agent, the reason why I put it on the list is because that's the only one that I could find in the area, whereas the first one that I gave him, that's the solid one that I said I would like to go with because they've got three estate agents in the area and they're really well known out there. So can I make that su suggestion? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely you can. And give because your... the one, yeah, the one he's chosen is an independent, just one branch um, in the area and I've never seen um, any of their boards or anything.
Yep, that's absolutely fine, Jazz. Tell the judge that and, and explain that's the reason that you've picked that one, okay? Yeah. Great. Okay. All right. And the way he's not complying properly, he's deliberately delaying the matters. Um, so will the judge look at that as well? That absolutely. The way he's done it before, he's doing the same thing now? Yeah, absolutely, Will. All that will be taken into account. You just have to raise it with the court. All right. Okay. Great. Thank okay, so thanks, much. Jazz. I really appreciate it. Thanks. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Abby, what's your question? Um, right. I've had a little bit of advice from Kent Law Firm. Yeah. Um, my husband and I have been married for 21 years. Um, he, I, I moved out in 2009. Um, moved in, look, and I've been my mum's carer ever since, but we're still, we're still married. Yeah. We're not together together. I do still go up to the house and stay at the house at weekends and away, but I, I've got my own bedroom. Um, the marriage isn't a marriage, as in, you know. Yeah. Um, my question is, I haven't paid anything towards the mortgage since 2009. Um, it's an interest-only mortgage. He wouldn't change the mortgage. I wanted to go on variable. He wouldn't do it, so he wanted to leave it on interest-only. So he's been paying the mortgage up until now. Although I still do stuff like decorating and cleaning, tidying, doing his washing and all that sort of thing, what the wife does, apart from the bedroom thing. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, my question is... Um, I can't afford a solicitor. Yeah. I'm locked up. My mum's full-time carer, so I'm on benefit. Um, I can't get legal aid anywhere. Um, all I want is, I don't want anything for myself. All I want to be able to do is write a will, because my health's been a little bit dodgy lately. I just want to write, be able to have a will written so that my part of the house gets left to my grandchildren. Okay. So to... and I do want to divorce him. Oh. I don't want to make him sell the house. I don't want. To, I don't want to make him sell the house because he'll have nowhere to live because he okay. couldn't afford to do. You know, I okay. don't want to make him homeless. Right. I just want something in writing. I just would like the court to put something in writing to say, yeah, okay, she doesn't live there anymore. I went bank. Also, I went bankrupt in two thousand and nine as well. Yeah. Um, and the official receiver um, sold my interest in the property to him for a pound. <coughs> because there was no equity in the property at the time um but i'm still on the, on the land registry and everything my name is still there the mortgage company um still send me letters um to like my mum's address as well like giving me readouts on the mortgage i'm still on the mortgage and i'm still on the land registry can you tell me where i stand so if you're if you're on land registry abby then i take it you're still mm. a legal owner of the property you've got a what we call a beneficial and legal interest in the property okay yeah i'm i'm yeah. a little bit confused if i'm honest because if the bankruptcy in trustee sold your share to him for a pound but left you at land registry i'm not too sure what they achieved in doing that because you still hold an asset so that step number 1 check how you own that property and you'll do that okay. by contacting land registry okay okay step number two if you do own the property now i want you to have a look at how you hold it do you hold it as joint tenants or do you hold it as tenants in common because no. if you hold it as joint tenants you've got to sever that tenancy and I won't go into no. how you do that now, Abby, because I've got more things to tell you. You can just email me as you get to each of these steps, all right? Okay. The reason that I want you to hold the property as tenants in common is that then you'll be able to leave it in your will to your grandsons. 
But if you right. if you okay. hold it as joint tenants and you die before him, your share will automatically go to him. Okay? Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Right. So you've got to sever that tenancy if it is joint and you'll hold it as tenants in common. Then obviously you'll go off and make your will. And there's plenty of law firms that will do a will for a really good price. You know, a lot of them are only maybe yeah. 100, 120 pounds. In October, um, there's firms that will actually do a will for free. Um, there's a big promotion most Octobers um, whereby wills are done uh, complimentary by certain firms. Mm -hmm. And that's worth knowing. Yeah. And then with regards to oh. your divorce, you would just go onto the government website and you can start all of that yourself. Just type in divorce and the, the, the court website will give you some great notes that are really helpful. So just follow the notes and, and t do what it tells you to do, really. Okay, is it is it um a, a fault like you know I know you have to pay for the for the court to make an order and stuff like that, don't you? Um, so can I for, get help with that at all? For a financial order, absolutely. Yeah, you do have to submit a financial order. You are going to need a solicitor for that, though, Abby. Um, yeah, but yeah. as I say, when you get to that stage, you've got to do your divorce first. Reach out to me because there may be something okay. that we can do to help you with. Okay. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you very much. All right, Thank not you. to worry. Okay. Thanks, Abby. Okay. Can I have your email address? Yeah, it's it's in my it's in my bio. It's in oh, it's okay. yeah, it's all in there. Yeah, you'll you'll find it. If you go onto the TikTok or the Instagram, it'll be there. Okay, love. All right. Thank you very much. No problem. Okay, Thanks, Abby. Thank you. Bye. Mm -hmm. Katie, you are up next. What's your question? Oh, you're on mute, Katie. Take yourself off mute. There we go. What's your question? I've uh, handed my form E over yeah. and I've had his in return. Yeah. Um, I have noticed some discrepancies between there's accounts that are sending money in and out, but they've not been declared. Um, and I was really just wanting to see what it is that I um, do about that. And if there's, and just really what to expect with the next stage when we go to court, I'm representing myself. Um, yeah. And so it's working out what do I do about the discrepancies? He's tried to say that because I didn't work for the last few years because I had my twins when we were together, um, then that meant we only had one holiday a year. I've got evidence that we had three holidays a year. Is that stuff that I can provide at court or is that really not the chance to do that? Yeah, so that, that will be less important, Katie, because the court's going to be working with what we've got now as opposed to what right. we had with regard to the discrepancies, you'll see from the pack that you received when you made your application that you've got permission to file and serve a questionnaire. So anything okay. that you wish to just, you know, probe or have a look at, make, you know, ask some questions on, put them in a questionnaire format. Um, so question okay. number one, can the respondent please explain this entry into the bank account or that entry or missing bank statements or whatever it might be? And you're going to do yeah. a list of questions. You're going to file them with court and before your first appointment and you're going to serve them on him. And then when you get okay. to your first appointment, the judge will give you a date to do replies to questionnaires. So then he will have right. a date that he has to give you those replies. Okay. Um, just a random extra question. Um, yeah. I had the court email me in response to my form E saying that they couldn't find a, a financial number on the portal. Um, are you able to tell me what that is? So, I've emailed the bank and said, if you 
tell me where I need to find it, I will more than happily dig, dig, dig. But did did you um, submit your application using the portal, or did you email it to them? I emailed it to them. So then you go back and say, I didn't use the portal. I emailed it to you, and here's my case oh. reference number. Your case reference yeah. number will be on the documents that you receive from court. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens, Katie, is when 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 solicitors up, up um, upload anything to the court, we get use of the portal, but the public uh, just email it in. And sometimes the admin team at court just get confused, and they they okay. someone's may have picked up your form and thought you're a solicitor and just wondered why where it was on the portal. So if you just go oh, back to them and say true. I haven't used the portal, um, I'm a member of the yeah. public and I've emailed it, be absolutely fine. Okay, cool. And where will I find that questionnaire? Sorry, Tracy. No, you have to put it together. It's just open a Word document. Oh, um, oh okay. Yeah, and you call it questionnaire of the applicant. Uh, make sure you put yeah. your case number at the top. Na your name, yeah. his your, your name as the applicant, his name as the respondent. Questionnaire of the applicant, and then go one, two, three, four, and just start asking you. You know, just type them all out. Brilliant. Perfect. All right. Thank no you, problem. Tracy. You're welcome. Bye. Mart, you're up. What's your question? So we have a first hearing coming up. Yeah. Where mother's breaching our current order and blocking contact. Kafkas have already said they have no safeguarding concerns from us. Yeah. However, a concern is causing emotional harm. Is there a chance of an interim order being put in so we can see the children? An interim order will be made if both parties are in agreement. So the, the, the only order that the court can make where the parties don't agree is at a final hearing in, in terms of contact. Um, so yes, you can get an interim order, but the court will only make that interim order if both of you are in agreement. Right, okay. Okay. Um, and I got one more quick one for you. Yeah. Husband arrested for DV last year. Yeah. And is on bail. My teenage children are living in a matrimonial home. He's yeah. not making any agreement for finances and sale of the house, although he agrees it should be sold. Yeah. Um, it's the last bit of control over us. What can I do to get the house sold, as my solicitor is saying, to apply to the court? But it's going to cost me twenty to 25000 which it, I don't have. Yeah. So... And I was just going to say, it, 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 so what she's being quoted there is for her solicitor to do everything. But essentially, that's not answering the lady's question, because if she, want, if she simply wants an order for sale, then she can do the first bit herself. So she's going to kick off a financial application with a form A. And then the lady I was just speaking to, actually, Katie, she's doing it all herself. So she's done her for me. She's now jumped back on and asked me about a questionnaire. So that's what that lady can do. One step at a time, do the form A first, and that starts a financial application. When she then gets her pack back from the court, she's going to have more questions. She can just come back and visit us and we can take her through it step by step. And then she, she won't have any, any legal fees. Yeah, no worries. Um, she just at the tail end. She's put also uh, as he's in on bail. He has no contact with me. I can no longer afford a solicitor. So then, what do we do? Has he doesn't have a solicitor either? So how, how do they communicate with really? So it's through the courts, really, isn't it? It will be through the courts, or I mean, if if his bail conditions, I check the bail conditions. Is it is it direct contact? Does that include indirect contact via email? 
because uh, sometimes emails for legal correspondence or legal things are allowed. So check the bail conditions. But ultimately, yeah, if, if she can't contact him, then she can't contact him. The court will let him know when the court dates are and off they go. Brilliant. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate that. Bye. Uh, Stacey, you are up next. What's your question? Can you hear me? I can, yeah. Um, so my kids currently live with their dad. He has residence of them. We went to court in December. He got residence of them. Um, and we go back in June to discuss who gets the residence. Yeah. Um, what are my odds of getting it back? I, I had them before. It was just my mental health that was used as the reason. Yeah. Um, there was no safeguarding issues. It... it I see them, I get them overnight stays, there's nothing, there's no concerns, it's yeah. just my mental health. How long have they been with Dad, Stacey? One year, since January last year. Okay, and in that year, have you had any regular contact overnight stays? Um, I didn't for about six months because he cut off the contact and blocked me. Okay. Um, and then in December the court order was for me to have contact so I have like two three nights a week so the rule of thumb is that the court's going to stick to a status quo and try to keep the children in as much of a routine as they possibly can so I'm going to say that an immediate change of residence probably isn't on the cards and I'm even uh -huh. going to go so far as to say that an immediate shared care arrangement probably isn't on the cards and it might be because you haven't seen them routinely for a long time that it's going to start gradually and build up. So, you know, you're going to start with, you know, maybe one overnight a week and just build up from from there and, and until eventually you may get to a shared care arrangement. But but I think that's probably as far as it will go, Stacey, if I'm being honest with you. Because at the moment, it's obviously two, three nights a week. Uh, in April, at one point, I get them six days in a row um, and yeah. night. Yeah. There is no concerns. Will that completely be out then? No, not completely out. It's just that the, the status quo, the court may consider it too disruptive to move the children from him over to you. You know what I mean? Okay. In, instantly. Okay. So I, I am going to suggest they'll do it in a staggered approach. Okay. All right. Okay, that's fine. Lovely. One more question. Yeah. Um, can they force someone else to do the handover? Because currently I don't do handover. I don't have contact with him. Um, and that's court ordered. Can they continue to make that happen in June? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, if if that's if that's something that they consider to be necessary for the children's welfare, then yes, they can. The difficulty, of course, is that the court can't order a third party to do it um, because they were they're not part of the proceedings. So sometimes what we do is we'll arrange a place maybe outside a police station or where there's cameras. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but lovely. but definitely, yeah, definitely raise that in June, Stacey, and let the court know why that's important. Yeah, I will do. Thank All you right, much. no worries. Bye. Um, Missy, let me take you off mute. Hello, what's your question? It isn't for me. Oh, it's <laughs> okay. Um, can you re-register a child at the registry office and have all the pen removed? without having to go to court and also changing the child's name? I don't think you can. 
I honestly don't think you can. I think that you've got to have a court order. I think even when parents are in agreement, because um, there'd be too much messing about, if I'm perfectly honest, and I think that's the reason. However, I'm no authority on the register of births and deaths. So I, I if it were me, I would be going to them first to ask them the question directly. But I've got a feeling that it can only be done via court order. Right. Yeah. That's one. Just one more quick one. Yeah. Does your name automatically go back to your maiden name or do you have to do it by default? No, you just go back to using it again. It's funny, I, I get asked this question a lot. Um, so if you think about when we get married, if you decide to take your husband's name, then obviously you're just showing people your marriage certificate and you're changing everything. When you go back after the divorce, or even the minute you decide that you want to change it back, you don't have to wait until you're divorced, you just go back to using it again, because you'll always have your birth certificate as evidence. In fact, your maiden name is on your marriage certificate as well. So you can just go back to using it again. It doesn't, you don't have to use any official um, process. It's your name, and you can use it. Oh, I might do that myself. Yeah, you should try. <laughs> we see you should. <laughs> Um, I think that's it. Lovely. All right. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks, Missy. Bye. Bye. Oh, just while I think of it, actually, I've got Missy and Mart and all my lovely ladies on TikTok. I don't see Captain about. Captain had COVID. Has anyone, could someone just dip into the Discord for me and see if he's been active there? I just hope he's okay. I know he's been really busy of late. Um... But I just hope he's okay. Mina, you are next up. What's your question? I'll try to be as clear as I can. Okay. So apologies if I come across a bit garbled. That's all right. Um, I got married. I got married to my husband in two thousand and five. We're Asian. It wasn't arranged. It wasn't an arranged marriage. Yeah. Although cultural pressures became quickly very prevalent within the marriage. Um, he moved out. We're just a couple of weeks short of him having moved out five years ago and I've been trying to divorce him and he's just not signing the divorce papers okay. and it was on the grounds of unreasonable behaviour. I think he's pushing for it to be the five-year separation, in which case he doesn't have to give consent. Yeah. But my concern is, is that he's going to come for our family home. I have been the sole breadwinner and fully 100% responsible for all, all the finances of the family. He isn't named as on the mortgage and nor is he on, registered on land registry. My concern is though, is that he's, I'm, I'm actually going, I'm a single parent, two young girls now, and I'm looking to move home. And I'm just really concerned as to how vulnerable I am, uh, given that he's refusing to divorce me and he won't cooperate with financial order as well. So the first thing you can do, Mina, if, if you wanted to start changing divorce petitions, it's a bit of a rigmarole because you're going to have to withdraw your existing petition on unreasonable behaviour. The option to do five-year separation is no longer an option because we have the no fault now. So the minute you withdraw okay. the unreasonable behaviour petition, then you're going to have to start all over again using yeah. no fault. What I would do because you already have, you're halfway there really, what I would do is instruct a process server to serve him, because then you don't need his permission, okay? Um, can I interrupt you there? I've done yeah. that. Okay. And he's he's refusing. So I actually have no, so he's been quite smart actually. He's self-employed. 
So he's not he's not paying me any maintenance towards the children whatsoever. And the only address that I have is his place of business, but he doesn't answer the door. So the process server has been attempted three times without success. Have you got any communication from him to say, I'm not signing the divorce paper or anything like that? No, he's quite smart. It's all verbal. Okay. I, I would just keep trying with the process server. I really would. Um, because that way you're, you're, you're going to be able to get your um, move forward with your divorce application. Um, have a chat with the process server because there's other things that they can do. Now, in terms of the finances, which is far more important, really, um, he, he is going to be entitled to a share of all matrimonial assets, regardless of whose name they're in and regardless of who's paid for them, okay? The longer that you remain married, the, the harder that's going to be financially for you because obviously if you're paying things off, he's going to be entitled to some of that. So you, you really do need to, to address that sooner rather than later. But because you are the single parent with the children, that tells me straight away without knowing any more details that it will move away from 50-50 in your favour. Okay, so what I'm going to suggest that you do, Mina, is take what I always say, just take that hour of, of a, a consultation with a solicitor to find out exactly what you're going to be entitled to. And then you need to sever those financial ties quick smart. Can I do that before the divorce then or does it have to be done? Yeah, um, you, you, can, you, can, can you can start that process now because you've got an issued divorce uh, petition before the court. So yeah, you can start that now for sure. Um, the only other thing is, sorry, I know that time's coming up quickly, is that I don't know if you're aware, but with Asian weddings, there's quite a lot of exchange of gold, yeah. jewellery and so on. It's seen as an asset. His mum has kept hold of the gold that they gifted me. She's refusing to give it to me. After yeah. five years, I've only just got back what my parents gave me. Yeah. Now, I've had spoken to the police, and if I can prove, if I have photos of me wearing the gold, which I do, it, they can then basically knock on a door and say that it's theft. I actually don't want that. I just, they can keep the gold. I just want to keep my house. I just don't know where to start with this. I'm, so I'm account, account, account for it in the for me. When you start the financial application, um, you will, you right. would, you would mention that in the for me, and that will be that will be an asset that will go down on his side of the balance sheet if it's in his possession or his mum's possession because it's yours. And. And how about inheritance as well? Am I able to make a claim to? I don't want it, but um, just to. Am I able to make a, a claim towards future inheritance as well? No. Because I know no. that he's entitled. No. No, okay. no, because he hasn't received that yet. So that will, mo will mo most likely be ring fenced. And as far as him not providing any financial um, assistance towards his children whatsoever. Does that not count for anything? No, because that's separate. Maintenance oh. is separate, wow. Mina. Yeah, yeah. so... so frustrating. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. for me then, am I right in thinking the order of priority is continue with the process server, but also get that financial order started as well? Absolutely. For May, absolutely. And how about if I he just refuses to respond to that where do I stand then it's before the court the court can make an order in his absence when it comes to finance right okay I'll really All right. need to get on to that quite yeah, quickly yeah absolutely okay, thank Mina. you so much you're really welcome your thanks advice. okay bye thank you.
Hi, Missy. Just let everybody know that um, we've got a lovely lady that's on uh, TikTok, Anne, who will answer oh, CMS yeah. questions. Yeah. I should, I got to remember to say that actually. I do see Anne on the TikTok. So Anne is our CMS specialist um, and she's able to help those of you on TikTok if you've got any child maintenance questions for both people that need it and people that are paying it. Um, so, oh, and Karen's on as well from the passport office. Hey, Karen. Um, Zoe's just oh. reminded me. Yeah, she's on. So when we've got oh, passport questions, Karen helps us with our passport questions. So Karen's there. Um, although we are finishing up now for this evening, it's seven o'clock, guys. But um, generally, um, Anne and Karen are are here most Mondays and Tuesdays. So um, thanks for that, Missy. It's okay. So we've got Anne, the CMS. Yeah. Karen for sports. Yeah. Martin, if anybody doesn't want to speak, sorry, Martin, you're going to be busy again tonight. Yeah. And Martin, we all hope that you're getting. Better soon. Better. He's in the audience, so I'm pleased about that. And then, yeah. Missy, you could probably ask a question for somebody now. You're bobbing into the audience more and more, I see. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Appreciate that. They're asking the same question yeah. over and over. So it's easier for me to come on and ask you. Absolutely. So then you can tell everybody. Then everyone can hear it, yeah. No, I appreciate that. It's okay. I'm one of the gang now, I think. You are definitely one of the gang, Missy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Cheers, Missy. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Thank you. Bye. Good evening. Right, guys, that's a wrap from me. So I'm here Mondays, Tuesdays. I, I used to do Wednesdays and I will do Wednesdays again. I'm just a little bit snowed and I need probably two to three weeks just to be able to catch up with my work. So for now, I'm doing Monday to Tuesdays, six to seven. On the Discord, on the TikTok, I will um, go back on Facebook Live as well. Honestly, Patrick wasn't here tonight and I just didn't know. I had too many phones to, to sort things out. It just blew my mind. Um, and I will let you guys know when I'm back in on Wednesday. The um, podcasts go out Tuesdays for sure. I know that. I think it's Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays or maybe it's Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'll check with Paddy. Um, so for those of you that miss it or you tune in halfway through and you think, oh, I really wanted to catch it all, you can go onto Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast and listen to it there. Um, and yeah, that's it. So I hope that helped everybody that um, jumped in and asked questions or was on the TikTok. Obviously, I've got all my moderators on TikTok as well that really helped me. So cheers, guys. Take care and I'll be back here tomorrow again at six. Bye.